Radio Pulpit, 657 AM, your daily companion. When was the last time you heard that sound? Sounds of Blackness, my family. Actually reminds me of um, uh, a music group that we had at uh, Varsity. So for those who were... Um, for those, yeah. So for those who were at uh, Vets, I suppose, yeah. Uh, in I, let me not let me not give it away. Anyway, so we had a group a group called uh, uh, Currents of Blackness. Hey, I must remember. Yeah, it was Currents of Blackness, um, and it was uh, led. The choir master was he's now Apostle Mulageng, uh, Stephen Mulageng. Hey, yes, yes, great sounds of music. I love it. I love, I love beautiful uh, uh, gospel music. I believe is the track title of that one, 22 minutes after two, that is your time. Now we're talking to young people uh, today. Last week, you'll remember my family that when we concluded uh, the conversation around uh, the wineskin, I mean, what a conversation, month-long conversation uh, together with um, uh, Pastor VTJ Masagona, who will be joining us on the line uh, shortly this afternoon. When we finish that conversation on the uh, wine skin, we then realize, actually, the first place where this wine wants to pour itself into is young people, right? So we're going to be looking at uh, the context of the uh, dissemination of the gospel, uh, my family. What, uh, what are some of the changing mediums of the gospel? And let me... Uh, let me give this background to say that it is proven everywhere, uh, everywhere that um, technology is fast becoming, uh, some may say, a necessary disruptor. Look, I don't know. I, I, I don't know if technology is a necessary disruptor in the church. I, I, I think that for me, the jury is still out on that. Let's find out what Mfundisi Masakona thinks about that. But certainly a necessary disruptor in business, that's for sure. Um, yes, in business. And I, and, I, and I cannot think of it being a disruptor anywhere else um, except for business, uh, which definitely needed a new way of doing things. Um, but with that, we are also seeing how children born within a certain time period, they know no other life except for technology. And let's be honest, parents, I know this is always a thorny sort of conversation, you know, uh, as a Sunday school principal. <laughs> I say this, this happens very easily for me. Parents, come here. Yes, come, 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 come. Quick meeting. Parents, be honest. On a Saturday morning, what is the first thing that your toddler does? Excellent. Before you even wake up, what do you find them doing? Let's be honest. We don't have to. It's okay. No judgment. Like, let's just be honest. Besides waking you up because they do that. Okay. They come and wake you up just to make sure they're still in the right house. And after that, where do they go? Okay. Don't answer that because I will answer it for you. They go to the television and guess what? What do you do? You enable YouTube and it. Yes. And then or any other uh, uh, um, program so that they do what? They watch. It's screen time. First thing on a Saturday morning. Screen time. 
you know, uh, for children as young as toddlers. And so we, we socialize them within the world of technology. And so when they start demanding a new way in which the gospel must be preached, we ought not to be surprised, number one. But also it is then a conversation that must be had where we ask ourselves, what then are the opportunities, but what are the limitations in us allowing for the gospel or the platforms of the gospel uh, to be to be to be revisited and how are we going to sort of navigate that space so that we are not losing the essence of the gospel you know the message remains the same even though the platform may need to change or is it even necessary for the platform to change or should we socialize our children uh, to understand the traditional way of the gospel aka the gospel Fundisi will be joining us on the line. Saranyela Nati, Ugu Kukula is in Pilo Zabandu, Radio Pulpit, 657 AM. Words of truth and value. You'll find it on 657 AM. Uh, okay, so Mfundisi is a, uh, yeah, no, you know what, Mfundisi, we'll give you five minutes, it's fine. We fortunately for us we are talkers. Yes, as most ne. So we'll give him Fundisi five minutes, my family, uh, just so he can get into a settled place, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Uh, but that's the conversation. Maybe let's uh, uh, let's hear what your thoughts are. Maybe you're a youth pastor. The other day we had a powerful conversation with uh, uh, with uh, with Pastor B uh, of uh, Ethios Family Christian Church. And, uh, yeah, I mean, amazing, amazing, you know, um, uh, um, uh, uh, conversation with Pastor P. But maybe you're a, you're a youth pastor and you've seen, uh, you know, some of the challenges of young people. Uh, maybe you're not even a youth pastor. Maybe you're the senior pastor of your church. And you've been struggling, you know, uh, around just understanding why young people want things done the way uh, they want things done. And why some things seem to appeal to them better than others. And maybe another conversation that we really want to have, my family, we are going to have this conversation. We're targeting either Monday afternoon or Friday afternoon with the fathers and the mothers of the gospel, elders in the body, you know, just to go back and and, <laughs> and just get an elderly voice because, you know, maybe there's something that we are not, you know, that uh, was not handed down properly to us. Um, but you know, as we as we prepare for such conversations, here's here's a question, perhaps in fantasy that uh, you know we could be asking you. Yeah. What have you done, you know, um, as a senior pastor of your church, to ensure that this gospel, Yabon Fundiswam, that is joining us this afternoon, uh, that is listening on the radio, what have you done in your church just to ensure that whilst you are not being tone deaf? But at the same time, you're not being compromising. Pastor Viti J. Masagona joins us on the line. Mfundisi, uh, good afternoon to you, Muruti, and thank you so much again for your time. Hey, Aya. Good afternoon to everybody, and happy Wednesday. Yeah, no, thank you so much. Uh, this is a you uh, kind of conversation, Mfundisi. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's, <laughs> let, me, let me rephrase it. It's a you guys' type of conversation. <laughs> It's for it's for me and the guys. Yes, it's for, it's for you and the guys. No, 
<laughs> no, 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 no jokes. I mean, obviously, that's a that's a very lighthearted comment there. Uh, really, it's yeah. about young people, Mfundis. And the question that yeah. we are asking ourselves this afternoon: uh, Should the medium change? And if the medium does change, uh, how does that then still preserve the wine? Sure, man. I think it's important. It's an important question because one of the greatest things that we learned from Jesus' ministry as he operated in, in this earth for three and a half years, when we read about his works, we see a thing that stands out called relevance. Relevance without losing truth. Relevance without losing principle. Relevance without losing the gospel itself. Mm-hmm. Um, in In the case of the woman at the well, he needed to meet her at the well so that it can be relevant to her circumstance and to her issues mm. and to her needs. He needed to send the disciples away uh, to go looking for food while he remained at the well because they would not be keen on standing with a Samaritan in the same spot. In the case of Zacchaeus, he needed to say, come down and call him by name and say, today I'm going to spend time at your house. Why? Because Zacchaeus was this guy who would be you know, an affluent guy in the city, in the village and all of that stuff because he was a tax collector but jesus understood in order to reach this guy i must honor him by visiting him at his house Mm. Uh, because he was probably wondering who's this guy that attracts so many people i want to see this man who has got fame and all of these things you know and i for lack of a better word i mean if we're being zacchaeus on this day and he's probably going to be like and i don't know him and he doesn't know me how can this be (laughs) you know um and jesus knew for, to win Zacchaeus, I must eat with him. Um, mm-hmm. And I want I want to push uh, today mm-hmm. as we're talking about this to start from there. That one of the greatest ways to be able to deal or to bring Christ in reality for me is finding the relevance, the relevance of the gospel to this young person, to this young boy, to this young man. Mm-hmm. And it's important for us to ask ourselves, how do I achieve? And also ask for wisdom as well. How do I achieve with, uh, relevance without losing my my stance and my position and where Christ and God has called me to? Mm, 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 mm. And once we've, we are able to ask those questions pertinently and be intentional about not compromising the gospel in the effort of winning people, of winning them over, because however we win them is the standard they will expect themselves to live at. Mm, mm, so if mm. I win them by compromise, they will expect to live by compromise and to continue by compromise or to continue on compromise. Let and me, this is important. Mm-hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, Mfundisi, before we move forward, ne, I'm, I'm really going to say sure. very little today. Last week, I was making a joke <laughs> about the lady, <laughs> about the mom who brought her daughter. Do you remember? About the mom yeah. Who, yeah, who brought her daughter. And the conversation was about, was supposed to be about... Today we're going to learn what young people think and we heard from her more than we did from the daughter. So today I am thoroughly rebuked. I'm going to be silent. But, but before you carry on, here's, um, yes. here's something very significant about what I'd like us to see, you know, about the sure. act of Jesus with uh, Zacchaeus. Yes, it's Zacchaeus, yeah. Zacchaeus the, the, the tax collector. So in the Jewish community, you know, Sharing a meal is not what it probably is for you and I today. It's not like, hey, yeah. uh, you know, we can afford to go and sit at a restaurant. No, no, no. Sharing a meal is intentional because 
you know, generally Jews, uh, the in, in terms of the Jewish culture, you don't just sit down and share a meal with just anyone. Because for yeah. them, sharing a meal is solidifying a bonds of friendship, family, and community. So in that space, you know, uh, when there's a meal being shared, right, what, it's, what Jesus is saying in terms of the interpretation of the culture of the day is that, in fact, I am not just wanting you to greet me on the street and say, hi, Jesus, and pass. No, I want to solidify this. Are, are you hearing what I'm trying to say? So yeah. there's an action that corresponded Jesus' motive in trying to get the gospel and to convert, you know, this Zacchaeus, you know. So, yeah, I don't know. Maybe just comment on that before I come back and disrupt. Sure. <laughs> I think that, that, that uh, you know, comment in itself is so weighty. And thank you for bringing it up that way as well. Because it simply tells us that one of the things that would have spoken strongly to Zacchaeus is the fact that this guy knows, for lack of a better word, that I am a sinner. He has been told I am a sinner, but he's still sitting here and eating. He's interested in the relationship beyond my actions because he's interested in me. And I think that that is what really brought Zacchaeus to a place of saying, I need to change, man. Like, whoa, this guy is so keen. And he means what he's saying, which is the second level where the Bible says to us, Jesus says, do you not know that I have come for the lost? And not for any other. And it's like Zacchaeus was saying, the weight of his words is equal to the stance of his action. It is not just what he's saying. And and Jesus invites us. He says, if anyone hears the knock, let him open. I stand at the door. And if anyone hears the knock, let him open. And I will come into him and die with him. And that is exactly what we need to be able to see um, and really be able to, to, to you know, to authenticate or authentically create relationships that are meaningful, that are directional, that are intentional with these young people. Mm-hmm. My family, Pastor VTJ Masagona, joins us uh, here on the program 20 minutes after 2 every Wednesday. And today we are focusing on looking at the gospel. Uh, a few years ago, we uh, had visited a conference, um, I think it's something, uh, I can't remember, one of the African countries. And so we were quite a big South African delegation and, uh, you know, we were... And, and there was a lot of organizations in, 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 that, in that particular conference, uh, mm. a lot of media organizations. One of the organizations, are um, I forgot the name, they're based in Cape Town in Fundisi. And what they did at that time, that was like pre-COVID, um, and what they did was uh, um, uh, online evangelism, right, which today would be pretty normal at that time they were really struggling to break through you know and to sort of get traction and all of that because it was a new thing and whatever and today they are thriving we've seen it in Fundisi. so in their case yes. i mean i yes. sat down and i had we we were staying at the same hotel so we were we were really sharing a lot of notes and so what they were saying is that look and for us and i mean i was challenging uh, this is where now you know i the parent comes in so i was challenging right. that because come on how can you not have a pulpit in front of you excuse me you know i mean how else are you going to preach this gospel without this pulpit right so i was challenging yeah. that sort of um uh, normalization of online mediums you know because my thing is that where do you draw the line you know where do you draw the line when you say uh your child will be exposed to 40 percent screen time where then does their 
your Christian screen time start and end. There's so many yes. nuances um, in us trying to introduce a, a new way in order to reach young people. Uh, um, what would you say to that, Mfundis? Yeah. Man, I think it's such a very interesting thing because in my mind, I've got an organization's name and I'm wondering if I can ask you if that's the organization because I know that organization quite <laughs> somewhat, yeah. Yeah. Uh, which, is, which is probably, I'm, I'm wondering if it's not Alpha that, that we are referring to. No, 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 no. no. Uh, Alpha is certainly one of my organizations, certainly, yes, but not this yeah. one. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So here we go. Um, one of the things that is very interesting is the presence of Jesus in strategic places. So Jesus attends a wedding and then he performs his first miracle there. Almost like he already knew as being God that, oh, there's going to run short of wine, but I must be strategic in being present there. Jesus comes and he goes into Lazarus's, you know, tomb and his strategic in his presence there and i think one of the things that we really need to not be afraid of as we deal with our presence in those type of spaces especially mm. the media space is to bring the relevance of saying to the young people jesus can be found even here your screen time should not only be about or should or not only be contained within the movies or within you know the entertainment space but it can be very spiritual and very, and very, uh, you know, relevant in the space where you spend most of your time at, mm. or some of your time at. Number two, it is also realizing that we should not find ourselves in a position of, uh, yeah, let me put it like this: we should not find ourselves in a position of governing the time that we can be found on the spaces. And I think one of the biggest challenges or drawbacks mm. that happens within a media sector is that we don't find our Christian community really going out there and launching, you know, um, spaces that are media-oriented, that speak, that strictly speak to the faith and strictly speak to who we are. And I'll give a, a quick example. You version uh, the Bible app that was launched by Life Church mm. uh, so many years ago. Today, there's millions and almost billion of people that that download the app and it was just a small idea in a small church mm, that mm. Let's, let's have something like this um and and that's that's how it went um you know and i think it's very very critical for us to be able to even look at it in that sense how do we now enter the space and not allow the space to enter us mm. how do we then influence the space and not allow the space to influence us and the nuances are very there. They are very present. They are very, you know, evident as well. But we've got a very, very stern and strong responsibility mm. to, 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 to not allow those nuances to reduce our effectiveness within those particular spaces or our commitment within those particular spaces. So I'm going to see one of the, uh, what, one of the sort of uh, models uh, that we see in Scripture is yeah. how Christ was really, I mean, inclusive. And, and inclusive, inclusion is the word, right? Yeah. He was very inclusive. Yeah. Um, um, so in a meeting of over 5,000 people, uh, you have the main character of that meeting outside of Christ being a young boy from yeah. whom a lunch was taken, right? Mm. Um, it was then multiplied for both the young and the old. There's a point mm. that I'm coming to here, Mfundis. And 
what we see in that scenario, besides all of the other really powerful lessons that we can draw out of that what story, we see in uh, that but what we see all of the other really powerful lessons that we can draw out of that story, uh, but what we see there is that actually sustenance can come from any age group, right? Yeah. Maybe if that's yeah. not enough, let's go back to Jeremiah. Don't be afraid, Jeremiah. Don't say to don't say I'm only a youth. Yeah, so this certainly means that um, young people have a place and a space, right? But in Fundisi, I do not see, and hear me, this is now where uh, the, the sharp curve comes in, right? I don't see in the Bible anywhere where young people are called to change the, um, the medium, so to speak. Oh, you understand? Yes, the space for you. But okay. how about as a young person hopping onto the space without feeling the need to cause the space to change so that you can feel happy? Here we go. And I'm going to take it back to, to, to the feeding of the 5,000, right? Yeah, yeah. Exactly when it will start. Yeah. So, so, so Jesus takes from a small boy Mm. and multiplies and feeds the young and the old. Could we then come to the place of understanding that what the small boy used for the ministry of Jesus was what he had? Correct. For whose ministry? For Jesus' ministry, not for his Jesus own. Ministry, not his own. Yes. And it's important to ask ourselves that when we're changing, for lack of a better word, the media, mm. for, for who are we changing? For what purpose are we changing? And I like the last line that you said, you know, in the questioning as well, to say, not to make me happy, (laughs) right? It is to bring Jesus glory and honor. And I think the problem is when motives are not aligned right in what I am doing and in in the why I am doing it. Mm -hmm. And I feel that the young man, the young woman, the, the boy, the girl has got something in their hands. Something of that nature might actually be, for lack of a better example, a YouTube channel. Something of that nature might actually be a cell phone or something of that nature might be a video camera or whatever. And then they decide, let me use this medium and give Mm. this loaf and this fish to this man and see how we can multiply it. Could we then realize or come to a place of understanding that the big question that God asks Moses before anything says, Mm. what is in your hands? Yeah, I'm fun to say. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so as I'm sitting here and I'm saying to us that we might find ourselves in a place where the person or the young man, young woman who is busy on the media space might not reach me because I'm not very deep in that space. But they have got someone in there that can only be reached because they saw this in a thing or in a level or in a space or in a moment that they could understand, oh, this is what they did. Oh, I love this. Mm. And, and we, we, we cannot find ourselves, you know, sitting in a position where what God has called us to implement mm. just because it does not fit our spectrum of medium, we also ignore. And I'm, unfortunately, I'm totally flipping the coin. Sure. It is not just about the medium only meeting the circumference of my acceptance, mm. but it is also about being the medium feeding the right information. And I'll give an example with uh, Samuel and Eli. 
Samuel hears the voice. He's a young man. He's a young boy. He hears the voice in First Samuel, uh, chapter number two. He hears the voice. He hears the voice. He doesn't know what to do until he went to Eli, and Eli said, "When you hear this voice again, say, here am I, Lord. Your servant is listening.'" Mm. It's interesting how the medium, if we were to look at it, was worlds apart from Samuel. Sure. Okay. Uh, you know. Yes. It yes. was. It was. It was the right one to commence his ministry. And I want to say to also the young people that mm. we should not ignore what the adults have to say and how they have to say it just because it does not meet our medium of, or, you know, of, of acceptance or uh, medium of expectation. Then the third thing I want to say is the following, that we must not be afraid to expose Jesus fully in whatever medium we're using. Mm. May we not find that the medium we have chosen or the direction we've chosen to present Jesus at yeah. is stifling the message. Once it does that, then we have a problem. Once you have to change yourself or your message just so that you can be accepted in certain spaces, mm. then we have a problem. And I think that's most likely and most definitely the gauge that will help us in order to keep the wine and the wine skin pure right. because we now understand no 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 you are touching the wrong area man i and i mean jesus was was long you know taken up and sitting at the right hand of the father and the pharisees Acts chapter number four they said to to john uh, peter and john please just don't preach about his name just you I, we don't mind you preaching the preaching is okay. Just don't mention his name. Can we imagine such a big and a hefty compromise? Uh, Peter and John is like, no, there's no way. Like, why preach if it's not going to be about Christ in yeah, the first place? It's not about him. You know, yeah. yeah. So you know, for me, I'm. I, I think today I'm actually realizing that actually, you know what? Ne? Um yeah. Maybe let's ask ourselves one question at a time. First of all, somebody yes. may be listening to this conversation and thinking, excuse me, and uh, radio is, is, is in fact uh, quite the... You know what I mean? Look at the irony yeah. there. You know, uh, yeah. radio is quite the move from a traditional platform, and yet look yeah. at how the gospel is being preached, right? Yeah. Um, and yet, Mfundisi, I, I, from where I'm standing, I'm still thinking in Dokokbanam, in terms of the preaching of the gospel, let's ask ourselves one question at a time. Maybe the question that we should be asking to answer next week is, what is the risk? What do we lose from not being in other spaces except for the pulpit? Like, okay, leave, leave. Can you? Can we please leave radio out of that question? <laughs> hey, you can't. You can't protect. I know. Other from this I know. <laughs> but let's ask the question honestly, anyway. Let's ask the question oh. honestly, anyway. Um, so, what do we lose, Mfundisi, by not being there? Because you see, another irony in this conversation is that actually. The people who are going to follow you and I on YouTube are the same people that you and I are going to be fellowshipping with in church, actually. Yes, yes, yes. All we are doing is providing options to the same people. You understand from this? Yes. Yeah, and so yeah. maybe get what then uh, platforms like radio will do is that uh, my message, which would typically not reach uh, my friend who attends uh, uh, St. Peter's Catholic Church, you know, my message would now yeah. reach her 
um, because we're not in the same church. And, you know, there's, there's, there's radius, there's all of these wonderful things that are then an advantage. But the point of the matter is that uh, the Christian community is who will follow you. Um, who will follow me, who will follow yeah. uh, Shalom J, you know, on any other platform. And so yeah. if you had to evaluate it from an impact point of view, how much impact are we making really? So that question that we are asking initially is who, or, or what, what are we what going is the to risk? do if we don't go into yeah. that space? Right? Mm. What is the risk? Um, I want to I really rephrase it and say not what are we going to lose, who are we not going to reach or who are we going to lose if we do not get into those spaces. Mm. And I, and I want to say this, that when, whenever we find ourselves operating in certain spaces or in certain spheres that God might have called us to, the challenge might, might be to think that the acceptance of that sphere by others means that it is the right sphere, it is the right medium. Mm. Meanwhile, we might actually be looking for affirmation where we have already received confirmation mm. from mm. God that mm. this is the path you ought to take. Um, Jesus was preaching to everybody and called to everybody doing the work. Mm. But when you read the apostles, you realize Paul and Peter had different demographics that they were reaching, that the other could not reach or would not reach, you know. And it's important to realize that when we ask, what are we going to lose? We must ask, if I do not go, who will go? (laughs) If you don't do the work within, you know, the church space you are in, can I be able to come in? Maybe not. Maybe I will not be the most, uh, you know, accepted person or whatever it doesn't matter but within the circle within friends within this uh, workspace whatever it is you might find that you are the only disciple that God has sent into that space yeah but but let's also ask ourselves the question to say that uh, are we to go um, in literally every space that is now being made available are we to be found in any space? Let me make an example. You know, the other, it, it was last year or the year before, I was criticizing yeah. I mean, I said there, hey, Ben Sedekustulos Abaklik, Infundisin, this is a number, you know, criticizing this concept out in Atlanta. So, what, what the preachers yeah. have done, uh, they launched a nightclub for Christians. And if I'm this, I read about that. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like, can we please just talk about that? Should we be found in every space? What are we doing nightclubbing for Christians? <laughs> Again, Google. Like, why? It is, it is, it is so interesting that when, when I saw something like that, I thought to myself, are we not finding ourselves in a space where we are attracting by entertainment, not more... Yeah, Bye. I think look, Mfundi, yes, yeah. you you yes, I think in Mfundi say a few thoughts, a few diagnostic thoughts around where we are yeah. at, um as um or rather where the young generation is at. It is the yeah. fact that maybe we are to blame 
uh, the parents are to blame, you know, in the sense that yeah. perhaps we got tired, you know, of the traditional message of the gospel. Maybe, I'm just saying maybe. And so we thought, yeah. ah, when we see young people, you know, coming up with all these innovative ways of doing, and it's exciting, you know what I mean? Because, I mean, you don't want to hear about Thomas was during Easter, and then the next thing, you know, you are start, when you study the Bible, starting the book, like, you know, it, after a while it does become, mm, but here's okay. where the problem is. That on its own is a sign and a signal, but it because it is really critical. It is alive and active. It is so alive and active. There is no deadness that the word cannot revive. So if we are tired, we need to ask ourselves, such that we have found it more attractive to allow the mutation of the gospel into different platforms and ways to be acceptable and attractive. Why is it even a thing? That's number one. Yeah, one. Number two. Um, you know, as a maybe as a generation and as as young people, what is it about the traditional gospel that is so heavy? about because What is so heavy about that gospel? I totally agree with you to say that the and I think we were talking about it last week, if not mm. two weeks ago. The, the the watering down of the gospel so that it can fit the acceptable norm or the acceptable standard of mm. everybody. And this is where this is where we are dealing with also the issue of, you know, the nightclub that we're talking about. Are we not finding ourselves in a place where we are watering down so that we can be accepted and That's embraced? Right. Absolutely. You know in a place and in a moment and in a play in a, in a time where we should not even be, mm. uh, you know, accepted and uh, we should be okay to, with not being accepted, but we should not be, you know, um, toning down what we should be saying for the sake of who should clap hands for us. Mm. Mm. Yo, and and that, is, that is important. Yeah, you know, I really, uh, Shalom Jay has a couple of comments. Uh, so uh, Shalom Jay was saying that, um, you know, she 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 she's a homeschool teacher. Yes, a homeschool yeah. teacher. Uh, she doesn't want to be called that, but I call her that because she's done amazing work. You know, in homeschooling her kids. Um, yeah. And so she started a homeschool group. Um, it was a prayer group last year. We were only five, and now he, the Lord has added 55 people more. When he goes ahead of you, you can follow and implement for he prepared the way, and it's all about trust. And I get that. Look, look, we, 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 we get that, right? Um, we get that. But I think for me, what I'm going to see, the element that is that is missing in this conversation. We can't start the conversation about young people and the gospel and the changing of mediums without finding out what problem are we trying to solve? Where is it broken? Yeah. And yeah. I think that's where, yeah. because we start by evaluating platforms. Is it good? Is it? No, 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 no. Hang on. Let's go back. What are we trying to solve? Ganyagan? You know, by, 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 by keeping uh, the uh, youth church on YouTube. Why? Why can't young people come and clean the church on a Saturday and then they have their service? Why? I think it, it really stems down again to the fact that at some point we probably pulled back from certain approaches mm. and we, we changed or we, we, you know, we slowed down okay. and it never became principle. 
for for our kids as well mm. that um I don't have to go to church. I don't have to fellowship. I can do it all the way Correct. you know with, within my space and all of that stuff. And I think when we are also in that tone, mm. when we implement what we implement, we should ask ourselves like you said what are the risks? I would say we should ask ourselves what is the value of the benefit that we will get? Will we get the right value? Because we can't just stand up without intention. We can't just stand up without direction. We can't just stand up without leadership. Just like Shalom was saying, mm. uh, Shalom was saying that it is a leadership thing. Where he leads you, he will provide. Right. True, but we must be led. We must be led into that place. And I want to say that as we, you know, mm. sort of like curtain this today, mm. let us also not be haphazard. Absolutely. About our in diversifying hundreds. Yeah, yeah. we must really yeah. pray and ask the yeah. Lord, Lord, is this what I should do? Is this where I should go? Not everybody is meant to write a book. Not everybody is meant to be on a TV hey, screen. Not everybody days. is meant to be a sportsman who is a Christian. Not every. It's it's different sectors, different spaces, and I've been called into that space. And I must hear the Lord confirming my calling into that space. Many are called and few are chosen. And, and it's so funny. That's the scripture that we're actually reading uh, this afternoon. Uh, just because that space exists. Uh, perhaps this space exists, you know, to uh, uh, launch in and to reel in people in the marketplace and not necessarily the church. We never know. I mean, God's ways are yeah. mysterious and they're beautiful in its mystery. Uh, we really yeah. appreciate your time, Fundisi. Thank you so much. We're carrying on with this conversation for sure. <laughs> Next week, definitely. <laughs> Welcome to the month of February. <laughs> You're such a blessing, Mfunisi. Where do we follow you? <laughs> oh, man. On all social media spaces, VTJ Masakona. That's definitely where you can follow me. And let's continue the conversation. Looking forward to a great one even next week as well. Yeah, no, certainly. Absolutely. Pastor VTJ Masakona, appreciate you, Mfunisi. And uh, all the best. We'll check in with you. Uh, love you long time. And thank you so much for your time. It's a minute and a half before we cross over to Pringle Bay. Talking about Pringle Bay, uh, Oum Johan is one, uh, you know, uh, he's an uncle in the radio business. And I'm sure he's got so much to say about how, you know, the medium of media and the gospel and the changes, you know. Actually, maybe next week we should talk to Oum Johan, actually, ahead of this conversation. Maybe. Because, you know, very, very credible a commentary uh, coming from him as a Dwomini media. I mean, he was in SABC from the 70s, right? Yeah. That's that serious wealth of information. Anyway, here's Tabo, uh, who is now actually, by the way, uh, a news commentator on Newsroom Africa. Tabo and Nontlantam Luli with a track titled Ngingo Wako, just for 30 seconds as we prepare to cross over to Pringle Bay. The words of the Lord are words of life. Your heart is on 657 AM. Do you need prayer? WhatsApp your name and your prayer request to 082-657-2729 and our care center will gladly contact you to pray for you. Tune in to Radio Pulpit on 657 AM for reliable Christian talk radio at its best. Find your daily dose of Christ-centered motivation and encouragement on Radio Pulpit 657. Download our app now. Tune in to radiopulpit.co.za or find us on DSTV Audio 882 and OpenView 607. Radio Pulpit, your daily companion for more than 40 years, brings a relevant moral alternative to 400,000 listeners in a variety of South African languages. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram and Twitter and download our podcasts today. You and 657 AM and Life.
a winning team on the road to eternity.